This week on the Compete Everyday Podcast, we are talking growth mindset, mindful meditation, and being present with former NFL linebacker Keith Mitchell. What's up, competitors? I hope you are back and going strong after a three-day holiday weekend. My name is Jake Thompson. I am the founder at Compete Every Day, your host each and every week on the Compete Every Day podcast. Before we dive into today's conversation with former NFL linebacker Keith Mitchell, I want to remind you about a few things. Check out CompeteEveryDay.com. If you have not visited the website lately, we've updated a number of things, including the apparel. Uh, We've got more resources for the podcast, uh, speaking, workshops, and then our small group arena coaching program. Also, if you are in a leadership position in your career, if you desire to be in a leadership position in your career, or perhaps you just want to be a better leader in life, I'm going to challenge you to check out Cultivate a Winning Mindset, our new podcast that just released September 2nd, all around helping you develop a winning mindset for your work, your workouts, and your life. Each week, we'll release a new episode on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday that is two minutes. So that's all, six-minute investment every week with a quick action takeaway that you can immediately implement in your work, your training, or your life to be a better leader, to show up as a competitor. So if you want to learn more, visit cultivateawinningmindset.com or just open up your favorite podcast listening app, search Cultivate a Winning Mindset, and you will find new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday there. As a quick thank you for listening to this week's episode, if you'd like to get any new apparel at CompeteEveryDay.com, use code PODCAST to get 15% off your very next order. That's code PODCAST at CompeteEveryDay.com. Now, my conversation around mindful meditation, rebounding your story after a big change, and how we need to be more present in order to grow. Let's welcome to the show former NFL linebacker Keith Mitchell. Keith, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. It's exciting. There's so much going on in the world, and uh, we get an opportunity to have a front row seat. So it's totally exciting for me to be a participant uh, in this thing. So it's great to be here. Man, I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation for a number of factors since Brian introduced us, and I had a chance to learn a little bit more about your work because I remember seeing your name on Sundays in the NFL and, and obviously everything that's happened since then with your transition uh, into being, I guess, one of the biggest influencers in yoga now uh, in the nation, if not the world. And so what I'm really curious about that we're, you talked, we can dive in, let's dive in is the big piece for a lot of our listeners is identity and the struggle with identity that we get, whether we see ourselves as an athlete, a fitness person, a mom or dad. And then when life throws us a giant curveball and things change, and that's a nasty divorce for a lot of people that they really just struggle. Yours was a big change going from a severe injury and in, in football career ending. How did you not only first handle that identity was it a massive struggle for you and what did you start doing that really changed that to bring you more peace but acceptance of who you are oh you know there's so much so much we started doing but uh as i was going through the process there's only a limited amount of things we could do because i was suffering paralysis after my my last season first season in jacksonville uh last season playing uh, I had played six years in New Orleans. I was all pro linebacker. Then I got uh, transferred to Houston and then Jacksonville. 
but in this particular Sunday, um, you know, against the Buffalo Bills making a tackle, I had made a million times. Um, I, I, I go tackle someone, I'm on my back, and uh, I'm diagnosed with a spinal contusion. I wake up in the hospital, and the doctors here are telling me, I don't know if we'll be able to walk again or, or do the things that we used to do, like couple, like yesterday, <laughs> speaking of transitions uh, and reality checks. But so for me, it started with the breath and understanding the dynamic of the breath as a tool. Breath is life. Um, breast, breath is understanding. Uh, uh, a, a deep breath, as they say, is intentional and contemplative. A short, shallow breath is like, uh, is reactive. And so I started with the breath to really dive into who I am. And, and not as I was in the situation, but how uh, I could, with my mind, uh, realize my healing within this situation. Did you, uh, I want to ask you, like when you woke up there in the hospital, was, was your first thought around just breathing? Or did you have people in your life surrounding you that, that maybe introduced more of this almost new lifestyle with you? Well, yeah, of course. I didn't know anything about breathing, even as a being an athlete, right? You know, you think you have it all figured out. Um, I had, you know, been at Texas A&M for four or five years and Friday Night Lights in Texas and Garland, as we discussed before we got on the air. You know, I thought I knew my physical body, but I realized I knew how to push myself, but I didn't know how to listen to myself. And so through this period of being in the hospital, uh, a nurse came to me and she talked to me about breathing, conscious breathing. And she asked me the profound question, do you know what happens when you breathe? And I never considered what happens when you breathe. And I, so if I can conceptualize it, then I, it can't be a tool for me. Only when I begin to understand how it works within me, can I actually access it and use it as a tool. And that began to be my practice, my initial practice. And I'm so grateful for that nurse who recommended it to me, conscious breathing. Even as the audience is even listening, uh, ask yourself the question, do you know what happens when you breathe? And it's a profound question because most of us don't. Hello, man. Just the depth already we're diving into our listeners are like, man, this is, this is new for us. So take me back to going through that process of, of starting to understand and be aware of your breath as something new. They're obviously still when you're breathing and you're especially focusing on breathing, you've got to be in the moment. You've got to be focused on that. You've got to be dialed in. Whereas you had just gone through a traumatic life experience. Was it hard pulling your thoughts away from what was and, and playing football and that to being in the now? Or were you just so laser locked in just from years of sports and focus and having to be present on the field that it was something that was fairly easy for you to be able to have that immediate presence? Well, what was easy for me is that I was wired at that point. Okay, give me the playbook and let me execute. And that's why the book, The Mindfulness Playbook, is so on time because when I was, when I could put it in a frame in which I can understand, it was like, it was just instantaneously because that's how I had built myself up to function. So it began to be my practice. It began to be my playbook that I would initiate and execute day in, day out. Uh, and when you start with the breath, we'll, we can break that down a little bit. Uh, so on the internal, when, when we breathe, we have in the chest, we have the, the heart and the lungs, which they move naturally on their own, right? And they don't really need your participation to do so. 
But what happens is what gets stagnant is the internal organs, the intestines, the kidney, the gallbladder, the liver, and so forth. Those begin to be stagnant. And due to our, the certain ways that we live our lives, most people live in a sedentary lifestyle. They're bent over, collapsed in these areas. So oxygen, which is, is our modality, our healing modality, that can go through the body and execute healing for us, uh, it, it doesn't have a chance to circulate. And so when, you, when, so when you think of on the inhale, the diaphragm pushes down, and on the exhale, it pushes up. So through that process, we take about 10,000 breaths a day. So just if you can imagine someone, you know, you're massaging your internal organs, and just like any other massages you would get physically in the body, you come relaxed. And that began to be your relaxed state. So even as you're going through life, you're not running from it. You're feeling it all. You're present to it but you're not reactive. You're just taking it all in, processing it. And, and for me, I began to realize how I could visualize after processing it, how that I would be well again. What has been, from your just personal vantage point, the biggest change in where you are today in terms of how you see the world and where you were, say, 15, 20 years ago? I would say mindset. How I see the world is, is, is from a whole different perspective. I see the world more from uh, as me without the limitations, as me without being in the box of a character, me as being expansive and, and constantly pushing the envelope to grow. Uh, if you realize the idea of an athlete, you know, you, you, every time you see, it's, ironically enough, we're in the training camp, you know, you see, the, you see the interviews with the players and all they're talking about is I want to get better, I want to get better. Each day I want to get better. And that's just, that's the role of the athlete. But imagine us as humans with this same mindset, I want to be better. And what would that look like? And if you put that in hindsight, me in the frontal lobe of our brain and make it a focus of every day, allowing myself to be expansively better, what does that look like? And for me, when I begin to move from the character, the role of an athlete, and move into the character of the human and how expansive I could be, well, it allowed me to have growth and development through the process. Man, you're, you are hitting on the head of, of what we talk about at Competing Every Day of, of pursuing that best in all areas of your life. And, and I love that because it especially hammers home the idea of the growth mindset and continually growing and leveling up. Uh, one of the things I'm interested that I heard you mention and we talked about briefly on air is the importance of mindfulness meditation. And a lot of people don't understand that. They just, they hear it, they think it's all one thing. What is mindfulness meditation and what maybe sets it apart? So mindfulness meditation uh, for me is, it involves the contemplation, asking yourself the question, and then going into an execution. Uh, meditation allows you to kind of, uh, you kind of drift into a present state, get familiar with your breath, you're observing, you're feeling, but mindfulness actually puts a call to action on the back end. I am, I am finding myself in possibility for what? I want to love. Well, let's figure out a strategic way of how we can create love in our lives. But whatever it is you're looking to do. And so it's a plan. It's a, it's a strategic plan that gets us in the game and not on the sideline. <laughs> would, you, would you say it's like priming you to almost priming your brain kind of like we we've talked about on the show before of the idea of starting to see things like you're priming and preparing yourself for if you want to have more love and provide more love you start seeing more opportunities and places you can love people because you're preparing yourself 
uh, on the, the simple silly end, it's like the idea of having wanting a white Ford Explorer, not seeing them anywhere. And as soon as you buy it and drive off the lot, there's 20 of them because your brain's in tune. Is that kind of the same process you're talking about with this? It can be. It, it can be. It's just whatever you give attention to will grow. And, uh, and it's like, so we're feeding this dynamic of, you know, this developmental aspect of ourselves. Uh, it's focusing on the gains instead of focusing on the losses. It's realizing, okay, I'm here. I acknowledge I'm at this present space, this time and moment, but I don't have to stay here. Meaning it's not good or bad, but I can make a choice to be better. And I can put that as, and I can put that in a sense of, of priority. I can put in my execution a priority. If I have dysfunction or misunderstanding with my father, mother, or whatever the case may be, and as I put it into a problem, problem solving uh, construct, well, then my life changes because now I figure out ways that how I can solve this problem. And we're here to solve problems. And I think through mindfulness meditation, it allows us to. And what I love, really enjoy about that is the fact that today it's so easy to get caught up on and just being a rut, in a rush to get everywhere, to do everything. And for a lot of times that leads to a lot of unintentional actions. We don't think about what we do. We just act in a way that um, is in the motions or, or what we see as routine versus what you're saying is actually starting to think through and be more intentional about the type of life we live, the type of actions we take which also help create the intentional type of person we want to be. I agree with that. And, and, you know, I think you could take it even from the Buddhist text, uh, you know, Buddhism representing the middle way and, and in our thought patterns, we typically have an idea, but it's so far from the reality. That's why presence is so key because through presence, we realize the reality. And so we can bring our ideas closer to reality. And now we can start developing and growing into possibility. I love that. And, and this is something you actually help people with on an ongoing basis. You have some online programs that are designed to help people really step into this mindfulness meditation. Yeah. You know, I'm so excited about the content and, and actually before I even go into the content, I'm so blessed with the team, you know, you know, as you are in the business and, and maybe you've realized it, maybe you haven't, but to have a team that can support and, and help you execute is, is phenomenal. And for me, I, I'm so grateful for the team that I have now. And uh, so we're rolling out some content that's going to hit the market. Uh, we're looking first of the month of August uh, 2019. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, so mindfulness meditations. So you have me in your ear. I'm the mindfulness coach. And we're going to walk through this thing step by step. And uh, we got different topics that we deal with on a day-to-day. -day. You know, a lot of these things that we've normalized, uh, the sicknesses that we've normalized, the insanity that we see on the internet and our world, we've normalized and we begin to be immune to it. But we're going to uncover that and we're going to put ourselves into a healing process and also a developmental process to go in to solve our problems as human beings. We have that capability. It's just putting that into the forefront to execute it. I love it, man. And one of the things that I really enjoy about you and your work is that it's very easy for us in life when something negative happens or an incident happens and our life has changed, an injury during football, a divorce, you name it. We tend to compartmentalize that a lot. We tend to bundle it up. We tend to feel sorry for ourselves. But on the flip side, there's individuals like you that have taken those situations and experiences and used them as platforms and opportunities to help others. You've obviously your entire life has changed. And one of the things that, that you're doing now, which I think is really cool is you're actually 
taking your practice, mindfulness, yoga, to NFL players, to NCAA players, to incorporating it, almost your old life and your new life together and helping them see where that thought process and being mindful could aid incredibly in their athletic career. What got you started kind of diving back into the sports space with really this new message and platform? Well, you know, sports has always been a love for me, you know, uh, but I, you know, and so when I got into possibility and, 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 and allowed this growth to happen, I realized, well, sports is, is phenomenal and people love sports, but then there's some other things that we could take from having been in sports to like created the congressional, we created the Congressional Yoga Association. We had Congressman Charles Rangel and Tim Ryan that we did, we would have a Democrats and Republicans meditate together under the Obama regime. You know, uh, that noise, noise, I got my window open. I can, it's okay, my dog's barked a few times on us, we're good. Okay, we're good. So yeah, we've done things like that. Um, we, we, um, we, we work with the LAPD and the police academy, creating mindfulness program with them. Uh, we've created um, uh, a retreat for the LA County uh, at the LA Coliseum, 12,000 people attend. We raised over $750,000 under my foundation. So the dynamic is like, we're in this place of greatness and we have this capacity. It's just allowing it to happen, allowing ourselves to move into this the space now the things doubt come up uh the, the the thoughts of who do i think i am and whatever kind of noise comes up but we're not to listen to that we're to focus and lead from the heart and go out and to realize the vision execute the vision that we want to see in the world it's a must that we have we move into that space well and and not only is it a must but it looks like just you're doing that work in all ages like kids are so distracted these days with with energy drinks and social media and media. I mean, when you and I grew up, it was, I mean, if we were lucky, if we had a flip phone, like we didn't have the, the cell phones with Facebook on it and, and constantly being connected to our devices. And so now kids are, and, and I think it's no surprise that a lot of those kids really struggle from a mental health perspective of constantly being locked into their phone and not having that. And so some of your work um, that you've done in terms with the light it up foundation, is something that I think is, is even more important even than the work that's being done with the adults because the kids are really that next generation. And if it gets worse with the, the kids, then what are their kids going to be, be like? What are our kids going to be like uh, without mindfulness, without intentional thoughts and practices uh, in there? Uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the work you have done with the Light It Up Foundation and, and the youth yeah, you know, wherever I go, wherever I get booked, I always make it a point to uh, diversify my audience and go into the places where they wouldn't typically have the work. And I use the platform that I've come from, the sports, and it seems like they receive it better that way. Yep. Uh, when I come in and talk about close your eyes, just meditate. Uh, but, you know, it's been profound, man. It's, it's been, you know, really, you know, if we go back to the, the really basic, as humans, we're the medicine. We're the first lineage of medicine. It's the human to himself understanding how he can manipulate. We talk about breathing, how we can feed ourselves, to heal ourselves. And this is the dynamic between the energy that we can exchange, like you and I are talking here, that can lift us up and build us up and, and inspire us. And then you go off into the foods and so forth. So we're the ones who are going to be the catalyst of maintaining and, and allowing this healing and growth and development to come about. But we have to see ourselves in a different way. And we have to allow ourselves to go out and do like you're doing, creating a platform of, of putting your voice out there 
and saying, hey, an encouragement to people. And I think it's beautiful. And once I realized that, I realized, okay, football is good and it's amazing. And it got me to, a, you know, a lot of places I never thought I would be. But the reality is we all have this voice. We all have this experience of life that we can go out and share and help someone. Oh, man, it's, it's the most... I mean, you know, what can you do after leaving a game where you got hundreds of thousands of people cheering for you? And, and the best transition I could find myself as is, is meeting someone that I just met and sharing with them and inspiring them to go off and be great. I mean, hands down, that's the greatest feeling I've ever experienced. Well, and, and <laughs> I got excited right there. For you did, and I love that. <laughs> what I wanted to point out to those listening that couldn't see that pure excitement on your face, <laughs> is you went, you talked about standing in, a, in an arena stadium, hundreds of thousands of people screaming for you versus an opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and help change someone's trajectory, physically, mentally, put them on a different path. You choose that because yeah. it's not about you. And for those listening, like that's the importance. There's never enough applause. There's never enough money. There's never enough anything to satisfy it. It's about helping and serving others. And so that, that's something huge I want to hit on for them. Man, you've got a book coming out. You've got a show coming out in the works. Tell us, one, where people listening can get more connected with you, Keith. Where can they find out about this mindfulness meditation program if they're listening and is like, I've got to get in on that because I've got to control these thoughts better. Yeah, uh, my website, KeithMitchell59.com. You can tune in. Uh, there's going to be tabs you can click on to to get the mindfulness meditation is going to be on iTunes um, and Google space, all these types of things that I don't even know about. Um, my Instagram, social media is Keith Mitchell 59. My Twitter is K underscore Mitchell 59. So yeah, find me. Uh, and if you have questions, please don't uh, feel ashamed to reach out and, and I'll respond to you uh, and uh, get it, get it answered the best I can. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone listen, check out KeithMitchell59.com. He's got a book coming out, The Mindfulness Playbook, Eight Strategies for Winning the, at the Game of Life. If you sign up today, you can get a sample of the book and also find out all about his upcoming events where you can get connected as well. Man, Keith, this is a lot of fun to talk to a fellow Texas man. I appreciate yes. you coming on the show. I appreciate you for having me. And uh, yeah, I look forward to your success as well as us continuing to roll out and do what we do. So we'll do it together. We grow together. Thanks again, competitors, for tuning in to the Compete Everyday Podcast. As always, get in touch with the show by emailing us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. And don't forget to use your 15% off discount code podcast on any purchase at competeeveryday.com can't wait to see you again next week. And until then, keep competing every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Visit CompeteEverydayPodcast.com to learn how you can get connected with other everyday competitors. Contact the show and find resources to help compete for your best life.